All right, buckle up. This is a huge, big, massive development news day on multiple fronts. Glad you're with us. Uh, What a week it's been, and this is now getting more and more interesting. I have been getting frustrated. I I mean, I can't even explain the level of frustration. And and many of you are, because I read social media. I don't... I don't post myself. My team forbids me from even having access to the ability to post on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I've never even been on either one of those. I don't go on there, but but our team does it. And, you know, we try to keep you up to speed. Hannity.com, I love. And that's been taken off at, by leaps and bounds, thanks to all of you. And we've reworked it, and it looks better than it ever has. We put breaking news stories up there all the time. And we have a new store because we've partnered with and our veteran friends. Not, yeah, Nine Line. Yeah, they're so awesome. So if you want to get an awesome shirt or a hat or something mm-hmm. that just, you know, profoundly describes your conservatism on your back, be free, you know, feel free to go to the Hannity store. Yeah. Uh, and, oh, I'm going to be in Nashville tomorrow with this Politicon thing. I never had any, I I never follow all this stuff because I kind of been off the road a long time and and busy with a million other things. But anyway, I'm going to be debating Carvel there tomorrow, five to six. Apparently, James Comey's there. What do you think of that, Linda? I really uh, wish that you were debating James Comey. Yeah, and I, I do wish too. That we could bring the whole team. Well, if I meet, if I have the, if I have the opportunity to meet the super patriot, I'll I'll offer him in person what I've offered publicly, which is four on air hours with me. One hour TV, one three hours on this radio program on 650 of the best radio stations in America. I think that's I fair. I have no doubt that in his rider, he had a line in there that said, says, stay away I may from not Hannity. see Sean Hannity at all costs. Keep Sean Hannity. Like some people oh, I'm want. I'm sure he's aware that I'm going to be there. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure guessing. some people want brown M&Ms and some people want to stay away from Sean Hannity. And I think in Comey's rider, it says, keep me away from Sean Hannity. Uh, I think you would be correct on all fronts. Yeah, all right, he doesn't so want to have me, a real get, conversation. Let me get to business here. We have new information about Sid Vicious Blumenthal. We have new information. Sidney Powell, Michael Flynn's attorney, is going to join us. And we're going to get into all of that. Um, let me. So there's three big news items we're following. One, Horowitz. The Pfizer report is done and is soon to be released with few redactions. Finally, I know it's been so frustrating, but finally that is happening. Number two, in less than 24 hours, Lindsey Graham's resolution condemning the House of Representatives uh, in what is their secret of, you know, backdoor smoke filled room impeachment unconstitutional inquiry. He's got 46 people already supporting this resolution. You know what that means? Now they're going to have to vote if they want the Senate to even look at whatever nonsense they finally get to. We'll get to that. And the biggest bombshell of all is that, yes, it broke just as we were going on Hannity last night, and that would be the U.S. Department of Justice and their investigations into the origins of the Russia witch hunt Three years uh, is now a criminal investigation. I'm going to get to that last because I'm going to spend the most time on that. I want to just give you the details first of the Horowitz report. And I, I can't tell you how many of you, have, when you see me, when, you, when I run into people, when I talk to people, when you call the show, when, Hannity, when? Well, it's here. It's coming. But sooner than later this time. Anyway, uh, Horowitz now gave Congress uh, in a letter the heads up on some of the aspects on the FISA abuse report. Uh, 
My sources tell me, I'm just telling you what they tell me, it is devastating. It is abs- it'll, it'll blow the minds of any American that cares about truth, justice, uh, equal justice under the law, equal application of our laws, constitutional liberties, civil liberties, the Constitution itself. You are going to learn that everything that we have been telling you about premeditated fraud committed by high-ranking individuals that had numerous warnings about the dirty Hillary Clinton bought Russian dossier that was the bulk of information to spy on Carter Page and then a, a presidential candidate, Donald Trump, then a transition team, Donald Trump, and then a president, Donald Trump. Anyway, it is going to be released, and the report on this apparently is lengthy. It is likely to be made public, he said, with few redactions. Michael Horowitz, the inspector general, told lawmakers in this letter he gave Republicans and Democrats on four congressional committees this status update on the report, which will detail all of his work now going on. What is it, a year? It's been going on forever about whether the FBI complied with laws and policies in their applications as it relates to the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act and warrants against Trump campaign advisor Carter Page. That Carter Page was picked out for a reason. Strategically, is a Trump campaign ad aide. Uh, so they had a backdoor into all of his emails, which could take them anywhere. That's that's that was the real sinister part of all of this. Horowitz says, given that our draft report is lengthy and concerns sensitive national security and law enforcement matters. We understood that it would take the department and the FBI some time to work through and appropriately mark the entire report. Now Horowitz, in case you didn't know it, he was an Obama appointee. So when they go after him, it's going to be interesting to watch that unfold. Said the process is now near completion that his office is working constructively with the justice department and the FBI I actually, my sources have said there's been some contention about things that certain people and certain communities like the Intel community that don't want in there and FBI as well. Some of the leaders there, not rank and file. The goal of my from my standpoint is to make as much of this report public as possible, adding that he anticipates the final report will be released publicly with few redactions. Harwood said he receives the final classification recommendations from the DOJ and FBI. His office will begin the normal process of reviewing the report for accuracy and provide the agencies a chance to respond, et cetera, et cetera, which is it. So it's nearing completion. That is a huge first step. Now, on to the issue of the resolution of Lindsey Graham. And I got to give Lindsey Graham a lot of credit here. And the 46 senators that signed on. Now, I, I, I hear Johnny Isaacson might be 47. He had not signed on. Uh, Susan Collins of Maine had not signed on. Mitt Romney, he had not signed on. Shocker. Uh, and I forget the other one or two. But I, I would imagine now that with all we know that's going on, number one, you got a compromise chairman. And that would be the liar, the coward, the corrupt shift. And he's a corrupt coward. That's all there is. No other way to put it. You know, lied, 
repeatedly about Russia and and Trump. And we've got all the evidence. 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 All the evidence. All the evidence. All the evidence. He'd go on Area 51 Roswell Rachel Maddow show. We have all the evidence. All the evidence. All the evidence. They didn't have anything. Four investigations later, nothing. Oh, we would like to have contact with a non-whistleblower, hearsay whistleblower, but we never did. Well, that turned out to be a big fat lie. Oh, I might have misspoken. Now he is a fact witness and he's running these smoke filled rooms behind closed doors, corrupt uh, so-called impeachment inquiry. And all the things that we've been telling you that Newt Gingrich, every consideration that was given Bill Clinton, well, first starting with the full house authorizing and 32 Democrats at the time, the impeachment inquiry into Bill Clinton. And by the way, the full house was informed every step of the way and, and helped define what the scope of the investigation is and establishing the right rules and procedures. That's not happening either. And by the way, Schiff behind closed doors, the corrupt coward that he is, uh, He's not giving co-equal subpoena power to the chair and ranking members at the committee level. Newt Gingrich did that. Newt Gingrich allowed subpoenas to be subject to a full vote of the committee at the request of either the chair or the ranking member. Well, the corrupt coward Schiff is not doing that for Trump either. And Newt Gingrich allowed Clinton's counsel the right to attend all hearings and depositions. Well, that's not happening behind closed doors either. And Newt Gingrich gave President Clinton's counsel the right to present evidence and the right to object to some evidence admitted and the right to cross-examine witnesses and the right to recommend a witness list, none of which has happened, which is why Pat Cipollone was correct, saying this inquiry is constitutionally invalid, violating all basic fundamental due process rights, separation of powers and precedents. He's right. Well, now we are getting to the bottom of this. Let's see how far they're willing to go. Are they are they willing to do uh, what they say they're going to do? Because I think this all blows up in their face in the end. I'm not worried if they impeach Donald Trump. He's not going to be convicted. We all have the transcript. Anyway, Lindsey Graham's resolution expressing the sense that the Senate in the Senate, that the House of Representatives, consistent with longstanding practice and precedents, Prior to proceeding any further with any inquiry into impeaching Donald Trump, vote to open a formal impeachment inquiry, just like Newt Gingrich did for Bill Clinton, just like happened with Democrats in the case of Richard Nixon, and allow the president, this case Trump, the fundamental constitutional protections, because it is a cornerstone of our Constitution called due process, the right to confront your accuser, to call witnesses on your behalf, challenge accusations against you. And now under the corrupt coward Schiff, the House of Representatives has abandoned more than a century's worth of precedent tradition in these proceedings and denying the president of the United States any fairness, basic fairness or due process that every American should be afforded under our constitutional system. And by the way, the House has on three occasions done this to formally investigate whether there are sufficient grounds to impeach a president. Well, that doesn't exist, but they're not allowing that to happen either. Now, this is where the rubber's going to hit the road. I say call the vote, call the roll, let them vote. There's an article out today, the highest level of intensity ever in a measure that came out 
I got it over here in my pile, which is amazing. I know two two thirds of Americans think we're on our way to a civil war. Enthusiasm of voters for Trump is at a 20 year high. What does that mean? The Terrence group, an 11 point intensity gap between Republicans and Democrats. You know what that means? Every single Trump supporter sees three years of this witch hunt, three years of never ending investigation, three years of madness, psychotic rage and insanity. And people have done nothing to help this country in terms of peace, prosperity, safety, security, nothing except investigate Trump, undermine Trump, hate Trump, go after Trump. Well, the benefit of that is they have now pissed off most of the American people. And why? They want to get rid of Trump so they can institute the new Green Deal and Medicare for all and no private insurance. I don't think that's going to work out well. All right. I'm going to finish with Lindsay. Then we got this. I think the biggest news of the day. We, I, I knew this was going to come. Now the Justice Department has officially opened a criminal investigation into the origins of this Russia witch hunt. And I'm going to explain to you how profound this is as the program unfolds. By the way, Americans are now figuring this all out. McLaughlin has a poll out. He'll join us later in the program today. Uh, 52% now of Americans see this impeachment as a political stunt by the Pelosi Democrats. It's all it's all it's ever been is a stunt. I mean, this whole thing is just reeks of corruption. You got the corrupt coward himself who's compromised on a fact witness in the case. The biggest liar in Congress, the corrupt coward, Adam Schiff. They've moved the goalpost a million times. Now they, they're now kind of settling on. Well, there's no whistleblower because if we bring in the whistleblower, the, the corrupt coward Schiff is in trouble because he didn't tell us he had contact and probably gave advice or his office gave advice to the non-whistleblower hearsay whistleblower. So, you know, Republicans are now they're now on offense finally on this. And when the Republicans led by Gates and Scalise this week went in there, you know what? Show the American people none of this. Every single consideration was given Bill Clinton in 1998. And you got the media. Oh, they're apoplectic because House Republicans, you know, forced the corrupt coward shift to flee his own impeachment hearing for a couple of hours, his own witch hunt. Oh, is that what you're so upset about? Well, wait, you better pay closer attention to what's going to happen here. I am not against Democrats digging their own grave in this. I'm not. I, I, if Democrats, is, this is the hill they want to die on. They've done nothing but try. They, they've never accepted the results of the election. They've never, they, they're not accepting it now. They're never going to accept them. So this has now been, all right, well, it's a Russia, Russia, collusion, collusion, impeachment, impeachment. We've heard impeachment since two days after Trump's elected, all through 2017, 18, and 19. They've done nothing. Even They wouldn't even support the president on the border wall when they sounded like him in Obama's second term because they don't want to give this president any success. So you got that. Then you got Lindsey Graham's resolution, 46 signatures. Then you got the Horowitz report coming out. But the big one is... Yep, the origins into the Russia investigation is now a criminal investigation. More next. 
All right, a lot of big news today. 46 signatures to Lindsey Graham's resolution as it relates to the lack of standards, precedence, fairness, constitutionality, validity, due process rights for President Trump. In other words, all the things that Republicans granted Bill Clinton. And of course, the the compromised and the corrupt coward Schiff running the whole the whole the whole ball of wax. Forty six. Inspector General Horowitz announcing that, yes, he is now finished. The FISA, his FISA report will be out momentarily due just the final last days, basically, is what he's telling us. Uh, one interesting thing before I get into this other breaking news, and we have a lot of other stuff we have to get to today, but Senate Democrats, Hillary's been saying, oh, I might run again. I might run again. Well, her colleagues in the Senate are saying, don't even think about it. Even Dickie Durbin, the Senate Minority Whip, she's done a great service to our country. I supported her wholeheartedly, but it's time for another nominee. I don't think it would be good for her. Senator John Tester, Democrat, Montana. She's been through this war once. Republicans have made a target out of her for 30 years. She's going to be that same target. And it goes on from there. Absolutely not, Joe Manchin said. (laughs) Absolutely not. Senator Hirano. Uh, goes on and says, uh, uh, oh, this is pretty interesting. We have a lot of fantastic candidates. Let's leave, let's leave it at that. Except the reality is there is a full panic among Democrats everywhere. Bernie Sanders, Politico, has an article, and Elizabeth Warren are conducting a left-wing bidding war to win over the activists and the radical extreme socialist uh, party base of the party, with each trying to you know, literally out top each other in tax increases, government spending, more radical environmental policies that will destroy the country. New green deals. Bernie's 97.5 percent tax on rich people. The wealth tax of Elizabeth Warren, the 70 plus percent personal income tax rate, the 90 percent corporate rate. In other words, how to destroy America as fast as possible. You know, one thing I'm thinking about as I was reading, I can't believe that that Senator Graham got 46 guys. I'm, I'm actually occasionally pleasantly surprised Republicans are capable of doing something good. Mitch McConnell apparently was the first to sign on. Good. But you watch these unconstitutional House Democratic, you know, led by the corrupt coward Schiff, you know, that, that's compromised himself. And you look at the process and even Ben Sass called it a circus clown act. And if they had any good sense or any good case, why wouldn't they put it out and open? Why are they behind closed doors? What are they hiding? My sources tell me it's a disaster behind closed doors. John Ratcliffe, they're one that they thought they had one good witness. And I'm told John Ratcliffe shredded the, the person in 90 seconds, shredded it. The idea of a quid pro quo. There is no quid pro quo. We have we have the transcript. We don't need anything else. In case people are interested in finding out the truth, which I know for some is something that is alien. Um, so we get to our biggest story of the day, which is the Justice Department. Now, the origins into the Russia investigation began as an administrative review is now a criminal investigation. Now, what does that mean? Now, the New York Times tried their hardest to make it. Well, maybe we need to start attacking Bill Barr. That's what we'll do. But even they had to admit that the guy running 
The investigation, John Durham, I'll read from the New York Times, Mr. Barr's reliance on Mr. Durham, a widely respected veteran prosecutor who has investigated CIA torture, I'd say enhanced interrogation, uh, broken up mafia rings, could help insulate the attorney general from accusations that he is doing the president's bidding. Well, Michael Horowitz, by the way, he was in the beginning of this. He was very clear. Everyone forgets when Barr was testifying and Lindsey Graham was asking the questions, and I referred to it a lot at the time. Do you feel Mr. Mueller had every resource needed? Yes. Do you feel that he did a thorough job? Yes. Do you have faith in the system? Yes. Are you concerned about the the possibility in terms of the investigation and the Hillary Clinton and the server? Yes. Do you share my concerns about the FISA warrant process? Yes. Do you share my concerns about the counterintelligence investigation, how it was opened and why it was opened? Yes. Do you share my concerns that the professional lack of professionalism in the Clinton email investigation is something we should all look at? Yes. Do you expect to change your mind about the bottom line conclusions of the Mueller report? No. Do you know Bob Mueller? Yes. Do you trust him? Yes. How long have you known him? 30 years, roughly. You think he had time he needed? Yes. You think he had the money he needed? Yes. You think he had the resources he needed? Yes. You think he did a thorough job? Yes, and I, I think he feels he did a thorough job and, and, and had uh, adequate uh, evidence to make the calls. Do you think the president's campaign in 2016 was thoroughly looked at in terms of whether or not they colluded with the Russians? Yes. And the answer is no, according to Bob Mueller. That's right. He couldn't decide about obstruction. You did. Is that correct? That's right. You feel good about your decision? Absolutely. He gave what he was looking into a long time ago. Now, we we have broken most of this news. When the FISA report comes out, we're going to discover that the bulk of information was unverified Russian lies that Hillary and the DNC she was controlling paid for by funneling money through a law firm that hired an op research firm that hired a foreign national, Christopher Steele. We're going to learn that probably on at least five occasions, top officials in the FBI and DOJ were warned not to trust Steele. He has a political agenda that Hillary paid for it. Oh, and the most important part is it's not verified. That's coming out of that. Now, so just before airtime last night on Hannity, okay, this story drops. New York Times headline, Justice Department is said to open criminal inquiry into its own investigation, its own Russia investigation. In other words, it's now taken on a new level of seriousness. Let me put it another way. They probably have found a lot of criminal activity. Because they have been they they've been doing a deep dive into this now for some time. And what we're going to find out is, yeah, there's a lot of corrupt people. Let me put it this way. My name was Jim Coney, Comey, or if I'm Brennan or if I'm Strzok or I'm Page or I'm Clapper or Baker or McCabe or any of these people. I'd say all of them have to look in the mirror and accept the truth that they probably don't want to accept, which is they're likely now suspects and many are probably targets of this investigation. Interesting comments from House Intelligence Committee Republican John Ratcliffe. And he said this morning that the reason that John Durham's Russiagate investigation 
has suddenly become a criminal probe is probably because criminal referrals, which have yet to be publicly revealed, were issued as a result of Michael Horowitz's FISA abuse investigation. Anyway, Ratcliffe said it's not a coincidence. The shift in the inquiry follows the completion of the Justice Department Inspector General Michael Horowitz investigation into alleged Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act abuses. Remember, at the top of any FISA application, verified. We now know it was unverifiable. And it goes a lot deeper than that. Then we're going to get into Professor Misfit. Then we're going to get into Alexander Downer. And then we're going to get into uh, Misfit telling people like uh, Papadopoulos, oh, uh, do do you have... Do you do you have this this whole thing as it relates to, uh, you know, Hillary's email server uh, and spying that went on against Carter Page, Sam Clovis, Papadopoulos? By the way, none who knew anything about any interference because it didn't occur. None of it occurred. Then it raises the question, did top officials in America's intelligence community, A, did they turn the powerful tools of intelligence on the American people? on a presidential candidate, on a transition team, and on a president? I'd like the answer to that question, but I will tell you it's pretty safe to say that if you're Comey or Brennan or Clapper or Page or Strzok or Bruce or Nelly, and I would not be a happy person today because this expanding review of the Russia probe has evolved into a full-fledged criminal investigation. And by the way, it could immediately couldn't be determined what prompted the change. It likely would be something called evidence. Let me read from the New York Times piece. But I mean, they're so corrupted, the New York Times. You just see that they're trying to build in excuses for everything because they were the ones that were also part of the witch hunt, along with the liars, conspiracy theorists, uh, the hoax, the whole hoax and the media mob. More than two years, Trump repeatedly attacked the Russia investigation, portraying it as a hoax. And illegal, even months after the special counsel closed it out. Now, Mr. Trump's own Justice Department has opened a criminal investigation into how it all began. You see what they're insinuating? Trump did this. No, Trump didn't do any of it. That would be the attorney general who said at the time we just played it. Yeah, we need to look into these questions. Did people lie on FISA applications? Was Hillary Clinton's email server investigation a rigged investigation? What other American would get... Uh, would be able to delete emails like she did. Anyway, it goes on. Justice Department officials have shifted an administrative review of the Russia investigation, the origins of the Russian witch hunt, closely overseen by the Attorney General William Barr to a criminal inquiry, according to people familiar with the matter. This move gives the prosecutor running it, John Durham, the power to a subpoena for witnesses and witness testimony. Subpoena documents to impanel a grand jury and to file criminal charges. Oh, boy. That's interesting. You see why everybody on the left is so surprised is because they never they believe their own conspiracy theories, their own lies. You know, now what you're going to now the beginning of the trashing of John Durham begins and the trashing of Bill Barr begins. That's that's the next step, a predictable step of the mob and the media and by the Democrats have a tough time because, as it says, even in the New York Times piece, Mr. Durham is widely respected. Veteran prosecutors investigated the CIA. They say torture. I'd say enhanced interrogation. Uh, broken up mafia rings. Well, that could insulate the attorney general from accusations 
that he is doing the president's bidding. Wouldn't you like to know if our intelligence community outsourced spying to other allied countries and their spy agencies for the purpose of circumventing American law? That'd be a big problem. Just like everything with FISA is a big problem. When it says verified, we now it's an unverifiable document. Anyway, this report now, I can tell you all of these people, all of these names are now in a state of utter and complete and pure panic. Nadler and the corrupt, coward, compromised Schiff, you know, they hit the panic button last night. They put out a joint statement saying the Justice Department has become a vehicle for Trump's political retribution. No, that's not what happened. It's actually the first time we're getting to the truth of all the corruption that was involved with you guys. And you never cared to do your job. Uh, Sid Vicious Blumenthal, I noticed, is trying to block a publication of Russiagate revelations. We got to get this guy on the show. Anyway, Sid Vicious Blumenthal, according to Fox News, has made legal threats to the publisher of a forthcoming book featuring allegations against Democrats in connection with the Russia investigation in an attempt to stop publication. Source familiar with the matter told Fox News that Sid Vicious claimed the book, the plot against the president, the true story of how Congressman Devin Nunes uncovered the biggest political scandal in U.S. history. He did play a big part in it, there's no doubt. Blumenthal tried to stop it from being published, according to the source. He, of course, a big Clinton confidant. Fox News reached out to Blumenthal, didn't respond. Anyway, so why would he try to stop the publication of the book? Now, we do have uh, Sidney Powell is going to join us today. We have a new court filing by Sidney blowing the lid off of this extensive FBI plot to frame General Flynn. There's also a report in The Washington Times how James Comey unilaterally made the decision to interview, you know, take advantage of the chaos, something he wouldn't do or get away with in the Bush or Obama administrations, excluding input from the Justice Department. All of this now is coming is now going to come out. Court filings reveal that the FBI tampered with key evidence, 302 evidence. That's going to come out. All the things we've told you is coming out is now beginning to come out. By the way, no surprise here. Wall Street Journal has a piece out. NBC had a piece out similarly late yesterday. In the final year of the Obama administration, an American lawyer traveled to Romania to meet with a businessman accused of orchestrating a corrupt land deal. The businessman was a wealthy Romanian real estate tycoon. The lawyer brought in to advise him was Hunter Biden, according to two people familiar with the matter. And Hunter's 2016 work for the Romanian tycoon went unreported at the time, but Joe Biden, his daddy's involvement in Romania was very much public. The vice president was among the leading voices pushing the government to crack down on corruption. Uh-huh. I think that's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. When NBC News is now doing it, that's a problem. Yeah, that's a big problem. All right, 800-941-SEAN. A lot of news. Sidney Powell will join us at the top of the next hour. Uh, we also have our pollsters. You know, it's almost 70% of Americans think we're headed for a civil war. No, that you know what it is? It's just irreconcilable differences. You either want to be a socialist and destroy the greatest wealth-creating system on earth and accept corruption with the deep state, or you don't. That's basically what it's coming down to. If you believe in constitutional government, co-equal branches of government, well, then, you know, it's going to be, that's why 2016 is a tipping point. Uh, sorry, 2020. This is a defining moment for the country, this next election. 
You look at this White House now, and it's hard to imagine two FBI agents ending up in the state room. How did that happen? I sent them. <laughs> um, something we, I probably wouldn't have done or maybe gotten away with in a more organized investigation, a more organized administration, in the George W. Bush administration, for example, or the Obama administration, <laughs> the protocol, two men that all of us have perhaps increased appreciation for uh, over the last two years. <laughs> both of those administrations there was process and so if the FBI wanted to send agents into the White House itself to interview a senior official you would work through the White House counsel and there'd be discussions and approvals and who would be there and I thought it's early enough let's just send a couple guys over that is one of the worst things I think I've ever heard from any FBI director ever Well, something I wouldn't have done or wouldn't have gotten away with in the Bush or Obama administrations. Oh, sure. I took advantage of all the chaos. And then, of course, what is he he talking about? He's talking about sending his agents in to grill or interrogate General Michael Flynn, a 33-year war veteran. And this is right after the deputy FBI director, McCabe, had said to General Flynn, when General Flynn inquired, do I need a lawyer? And he said, oh, no, 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 you don't need a lawyer at all. Now, we have some developments on this. Sidney Powell uh, has dropped a massive bombshell on how the FBI did, in fact, trap uh, General Flynn and is demanding the charges be dismissed for outrageous government misconduct in a filing yesterday saying that the case against her client should be dismissed for outrageous government misconduct. The court should issue an order to show cause why the prosecutors should not be held in contempt. She wrote the that the FBI agent Peter Strzok in this case changed his interview notes to purport that Flynn said things that he did not, that a Pentagon official may have leaked evidence to the press with the involvement of former director of national intelligence, James Clapper, and that Department of Justice prosecutors uh, have refused to turn over, as per Brady, all the exculpatory evidence that they should be handing over as a matter of law to the defense in this case. Now, you may remember that Flynn was first serving during when Donald Trump got into office as first national security advisor four days later. After the inauguration, Strzok met Flynn uh, when Flynn was viewed as uh, he viewed it as a meeting between two colleagues. But Strzok was using all of that as part of a criminal probe against him when he was told just the opposite. Anyway, the great Sidney Powell, the attorney for General Flynn, joins us. Now, she's written a lot about and extensively about prosecutorial abuse and misconduct in her best-selling book, License to Lie. Talked a lot about Andrew Weissman in that book. Uh, Sydney, this is uh, a pretty big bombshell, and I think you're blowing the lid off this extensive FBI plot against a 33-year veteran as an American. That makes me sick to my stomach. What I heard from Comey makes me sick to my stomach. Yes, it really is absolutely outrageous, Sean, and we are going to ask for the entire case against General Flynn to be dismissed for outrageous government misconduct from the inception of the entire investigation. It is beyond an outrage. Let's talk about your filing, and you go into great specificity and detail. Tell us what happened. 
Well, one of the big things the government continues to hide is all the struck page text messages and in their unredacted form. I'm convinced there's a lot more evidence out there of the entire plan to destroy General Flynn and also President Trump in those text messages. One of the things I found that the government has not produced is uh, text message from Strzok to Page about how they were going to use the explosion of the steel dossier in BuzzFeed and CNN as a pretext to go interview General Flynn. And then they literally strategized about how to do that. Strzok and McCabe did for days. And then an entire small group of the upper echelon of the FBI had a planning meeting the day before the interview to strategize about how to do it, keeping him unguarded, unaware of what their true purpose was, and to literally you know, set, set him up for this entire false statement prosecution. It's just appalling. It really is. I mean, the whole thing is appalling. But when the news broke in 2017 in February, attributed to senior intel officials that General Flynn had discussed sanctions with Ambassador uh, Kaisliak, uh, contrary to what the vice president had said on television previously, following that leak overnight, is there was a change in his 302. Do we know yes, who did there that? Was. Uh, no, we don't know who did it, but we can see what the changes are. One of the exhibits to my brief is a comparison of the uh, 302 of the February 10th to the 302 of February 11th, and everyone can see what the changes were. Well, We've I mean, also included as an exhibit the notes of Mr. Strzok and the other agent who, for some reason, the government insists continue unnamed. Why are we still waiting for all this evidence that they're supposed to hand over? And I know that you've been pushing to compel the government to hand over exculpatory evidence required by Brady and Judge Emmett Sullivan's standing order. But, this, you know, these briefs that you're putting out there between showcasing the prosecution's pension for withholding evidence and exposing significant new evidence in the defense team. Uh, when are we going to get to the bottom of this? And, and the real conclusion in this has to be the exoneration of General Flynn. Well, I would imagine that the hearing on November 11th is going to produce a significant number of fireworks. I think Judge Sullivan has enough information before him now in our brief and the exhibits that I would not want to be standing there in Mr. Van Grack's shoes. If the government had any integrity at all at this point, if the Department of Justice has any integrity at all at this point, they will themselves move to dismiss the prosecution of General Flynn in the interest of justice that is long overdue. You know, I'm reading the Federalist had a good summation of a lot of this and an analysis of your court filing, and you're asking the court to dismiss the entire prosecution based on this outrageous un-American conduct of law enforcement officials. Uh, but the timeline that you piece together from publicly reported text messages that were withheld from your defense team and excerpts of documents still sealed from public view, the sequence that you lay out is showing that a team of high-ranking FBI officials orchestrated what was this ambush interview of the National Security Advisor taking advantage of the chaos, not for the purpose of discovering any evidence of any criminal activity. They already had tapes of all the relevant conversations. They didn't need to talk to General Flynn about any of it, but for the exactly. purpose of trapping him, and basically a perjury trap. 
Exactly. They they knew that there's no way anyone anyone can remember all the details of any conversation that would be reflected in a transcript. That's why we have transcripts of court hearings, so we know exactly what is said, because no one is capable of remembering word for word any conversation, much less when you're going 20 hours a day talking to every country on the face of the earth, literally, and and just you know, so much is happening. It's hard to keep track of it under the best of circumstances. So they they know that if they go talk to somebody, they can find something. So it was all designed to pin something on him and coordinated with the Ferris section of the Department of Justice out of the National Security Division to uh, instigate all the Ferra issues also. All right. So they wanted to first get him on a 1799 never used or applied law called the Logan Act, where individual citizens don't talk about foreign policy with uh, with uh, America's adversaries, assuming that they were viewing Russia rightly so as an adversary. Uh, Has that ever successfully been prosecuted? Wasn't that their initial attempt to get General Flynn, which to me shows just a level of desperation on their part? Well, that that was another just pure pretext. They all knew. I mean, the, the government has produced enough snippets of and summaries of statements from other people during the last year that we can tell they all knew that was a pretext and mm-hmm. quickly dismissed it. And then, of course, there's the January 30 internal memo in DOJ that they still have not produced to us in full, the actual memo that completely exonerates him of being an agent of Russia while he was still in the White House and could have and should have been able, been able to keep his job. Why is the judge taking so long in this case and demanding that all of this information, which you have a right to by law, be handed over? Why Why all the delays? How did they get away with defying what is now a court order? Well, you know, they routinely say that they've produced all the Brady evidence. In fact, their mantra in this case has been that they've given me more than we're entitled to. And they keep harping on the fact that he waived his rights in a guilty plea, which isn't true under Judge Sullivan's order. And Judge Sullivan politely made that clear to the government the last time. And instead of producing the evidence like they should have before they file their reply brief, they go and file a reply brief that, again, says we've given you more than you're entitled to. Well, you know, it's taken me three weeks or more to get our response to that that makes clear that's not true. How how do you know? Now is when the rubber's going to meet the road. How do you know that the 302s were altered? Because I know you're alleging in this filing that the FBI manipulated Flynn's 302s, uh, which is basically agents' ways of their recollections or summary of interviews. Um, And it's, it's not clear who may have done this. Though Peter Strzok was involved in the original interview, but these changes added an unequivocal statement that Flynn stated that he did not in response to whether Flynn had asked this guy to vote in a certain manner or slow down the U.N. vote. That never happened, did it? Uh, it was not in the agent's original statements. There's no support for that in their uh, notes, in their original raw notes. Of course, we don't have the exact original raw notes. We have supposed copies of them. And one of the things that appears to me to be true is that Mr. Strzok's notes are not contemporaneous with the interview at all. So we have asked for production of the actual 
paper, you know, on which the original notes were taken so we can have a handwriting analysis of those if the government does not admit that they were written after the fact. And frankly, me, I think we should get them anyway. Let me ask you about the breaking news from last night. I think this is huge. And as we now move forward, we're not we're going to get the FISA report by the Inspector General Michael Horowitz. Long awaited. I'm hearing I, I, I don't see how they they don't conclude premeditated fraud on a court for the purpose of spying on the opposition party candidate and then transition team and then a president. But the Justice Department's investigations into the origins of this witch hunt, which has taken John Durham and Bill Barr across the pond numerous times to Great Britain, Italy and elsewhere. But this new development, this has now become a criminal inquiry, which gives the prosecutor running it, which would be John Durham, who has a great reputation. Even the New York Times piece suggested that the power to subpoena for witnesses, testimony, documents and panel a grand jury and now file charges. When that step is taken, what does that mean to you? Well, he's going to need that because, I mean, I've seen enough evidence to know there are there is criminal conduct out there. And so has most of America. You can't look at what happened here and, and not understand that if you are willing to look at facts and law as opposed to you know political preferences and abject hypocrisy. So, well, yes, there are going to be some significant indictments. And what do you believe be. happened? Because all of my sources are pointing in one direction. When when Professor Misford and Alexander Downer and they were going after Clovis and Papadopoulos and Carter Page, um, what they were really looking for and digging for was dirt on Trump. They didn't get it. Those those were not three people that would ever have it. But more importantly, do you believe it's likely that the outsourcing of intelligence gathering to our Western allies happened to spy on Trump? I am 99.9% sure of it. I can't imagine another explanation for it. I think it was run primarily by uh, John Brennan, but with the full knowledge of people above him, he started what's called a fusion cell in mid-2016 that looped together people like Peter Strzok and certain people in the DOJ and the FBI and the CIA and maybe ONA and cranked up the targeting of specific people. All right, as we continue, Sidney Powell, the attorney for General Michael Flynn. How, how many years now has this gone on? This poor family. I mean, and, it's unbelievable. And, yes, at least uh, two or three now. Yeah, I wonder if Jim Comey's proud of taking advantage of the chaos, and this is how we treat a 33-year veteran. It doesn't get any worse than this. Mr. Super Patriot himself. Unbelievable. All right, well, if people want to get in touch with you, uh, how do they do that, Sidney? The best way to help General Flynn is go to the MikeFlynnDefenseFund.org, www.MikeFlynnDefenseFund.org. Now, I heard they were phony ones, so this is the real deal. This is the one. This is the real deal. There's also a number to text that is will be attached to some of my tweets at Sidney Powell, the number one, if people want to text. And you know what? We'll put it up on our website. I guess the least we can do for a 33-year veteran that has been uh, railroaded and 
a victim of, of horrific abuse of power. Thank you, Sydney. We're watching closely. Our prayers are with the Flins. 800-941-SEAN. Toll-free telephone number. All right, with all the madness, where are the polls? We'll get into it with our pollsters. Also, the latest, yep, the Justice Department announcing it is now officially a criminal investigation into the origins of this Russia witch hunt. And we have Senator Graham's resolution condemning the House's tactics on this impeachment garbage and much, much more. We'll get into all of it throughout the rest of the program. Hillary Clinton, your foreign policy has been a disaster for our country and the world. It's resulted in the deaths and injuries of so many of my brothers and sisters in uniform. It's devastated entire countries, millions of lives lost. Yet, despite this damage that you have done to our country and the world, you want to continue your failed policies directly or indirectly through the Democratic nominee. It's time for you to acknowledge the damage that you've caused. And it is long past time for you to step down from your throne so that the Democratic Party can lead with a new foreign policy, which will actually be in the interest of and benefit to the American people and the world. You're going to tell me you support this secret hearing of where Republicans can't have access to not even a transcript? Or do you think it should be done the way Newt Gingrich did it for Bill Clinton? I think it needs to be a transparent process. You know, I have long expressed my concern uh, about going through impeachment proceedings in a very, very partisan way because it'll only further tear apart an already divided country. My interest and concern is for the well-being of our country and our democracy as we move forward. I think there are areas of concern that were raised around the conversations that happened between Trump and the Ukrainian president, which is why I supported the inquiry. I think that inquiry needs to be done in a very narrowly focused way, and it must be done transparently. I don't know what's going on uh, in those closed doors. We as members of Congress don't have access to the information that is being shared. And I think that the American people deserve to know exactly what the facts are, what the evidence is that's being presented as this inquiry goes on. All right. That was uh, Tulsi Gabbard, the congresswoman from uh, Hawaii. By the way, she's not running for a second term, she announced. She was on Hannity last night. I mean, this is probably the kiss of death, if I say. I mean, she's actually a rare, moderate, semi-moderate Democrat. Uh, But with that said, I mean, what Hillary Clinton said about her, that she's being groomed to be a Russian asset. Jill Stein was a Russian asset who may be a Russian asset again. You know, just add this to the list of a million excuses that Hillary has made uh, as to why it is she lost in the last election. Guess it's pretty hard for her ego to accept that truth. I've noticed that with a lot of presidential candidates. They all think they're going to win. I've been out on the road with them, and you know they're not going to win. I knew John McCain was not going to win. Just knew it. It wasn't that hard to figure out uh, that there was a momentum, and he was. I thought he was a terrible candidate who did not uh, understand, and Mitt Romney later in the campaign did not understand that Democrats take the, blo- the their gloves off, and it's a blood sport for them. That's why every two and four years, it's Republicans are racist, Republicans are sexist. Mitt Romney's a misogynist. He has binders with women's names on them. Uh, that they want dirty air, dirty water, Islamophobic, xenophobic, homophobic. They want granny and grandpa to have cat food and dog food as their only meal daily until Paul Ryan or a Paul Ryan lookalike throws them over a cliff because we have no need for them anymore. That's that that that's playing, you know, 
on the dark side of politics. We just get used to it, unfortunately. We shouldn't, but we do. Uh, here are the pollsters. Are, we have our buddy John McLaughlin and retired, which is a joke, syndicated columnist and attorney, Matt Towery, also a pollster. How are you guys? Doing great, John. Doing well. All right. So how does this just where we are with this impeachment behind closed doors, a compromised head of the investigation leading the committee, the, you know, the coward shift, um, the corrupt coward shift and no, no transparency at all. They're doing it behind closed doors. Now they can't have the whistleblowers step in at all because if the whistleblowers step in, that's a bad that's bad for Schiff because he's compromised. How is this going to play out in the polls? Matt Towery, we'll start with you. Well, this is sort of like act two. I mean, the, we talked about this during the Russian investigation and the president's polling numbers went down because 90 percent, 80 percent of the media information that people saw came from networks or organizations that would not run anything that was exculpatory for Trump. And we're going through the same cycle right now. Um, there, there are all kinds of things taking place. But right now, both online and most of those online sites and many of the most of the mainstream, quote unquote, networks, you're not really seeing uh, the other side. So the issue about whether this is a fair impeachment process and the fact that it's not being shown to the public and the fact that it's not the way that, that they've done any other impeachment in the past. The average American doesn't know that. And in fact, most Americans still don't know that an impeachment is different from a trial. So I've been of the opinion all along, and I know it's one that no one likes to hear, is that Donald Trump needs to get to the impeachment and get the trial done and get this thing over. He's not guilty. He'll be proven not guilty. He won't, they will not get the votes in the Senate. But it is inevitable and what that he's going to be impeached. And I think the House of Representatives, the longer they drip, 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 drip this out, and we go from December to January to February, if it gets into the springtime, it could be very dangerous for the president because there's too much out there right now that the public is seeing that's negative and it's having an effect on his polling numbers. But why wouldn't it have an impact on the Democrats? What are they impeaching him for? I mean, there was a big shot across the bow with Lindsey Graham. He now has 46 sponsors in a day. A Senate resolution condemning the House of Representatives and their secret Soviet-style closed-door uh, impeachment coup attempt. Well, oh, let uh, me... John, John, you go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's all right. Well, I was going to give you... Sean, I was going to give you an update on, on poll numbers that we haven't released yet, but it, we just did a brand new national poll and we asked the Republican primary for president and the president's base is rock solid. He beats Mitt Romney 76 to 9 in a Republican primary. So, And we used his real name. We didn't use Pierre Delecto. We used uh, Mitt Romney. <laughs> so Weld was at 2, Sanford 1, Walsh 1. Then we have the Demo Democrat primary for president and Biden's still ahead, except when you get to liberals, it's a three-way jam up where you got Biden at 26, Sanders at 22, and Warren at 21. And this is all on our website, McLaughlinOnline.com. But we took out Biden's name and we said, okay, if he's not running and Hillary Clinton gets in and Mike Bloomberg gets in, you then have Sanders ahead 23%, Warren at 20%, Hillary Clinton only 10%, and Bloomberg way down on the list at 1%. So the Democrats are panicked that the president's going to win. And this impeachment is all about stopping him from getting reelected. 
And when we asked him, do you think that Nancy Pelosi and the House Democrats are moving forward with their impeachment inquiry against President Trump, mainly for political reasons, or to stop him from being reelected, or to stop him from being reelected, or mainly for legal reasons, 52% they're saying political reasons, only 36 legal. So it's totally transparent. And what Lindsey Graham is doing and the Senate ought to do it because they have not, this, this inquiry is not based on precedent or constitutional law. The three times where they've had impeachments before, whether it's Andrew Johnson or it was Richard Nixon or it was Bill Clinton, the House had a vote to authorize the inquiry and to move forward. And there was due process. The Republicans could call witnesses or the, the minority party, the opposition party could call. Well, witnesses. That's why that's why and Lindsey was Graham was able to get 46. I do think, though, this is cumulative, too. And, and I don't know, Matt, I might disagree a little bit here with you. And as much as mm-hmm. this has now gone on for three years, it's been three years, impeachment, 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 impeachment. And in the process... The president has a really good story to tell about, well, the best employment situation since 1969 and record low unemployment for just about every demographic in the country. Uh, and we're energy independent and he is building the wall and he got rid of burdensome bureaucracy and he gave us the biggest tax cuts and he kept his promises on judges and trade deals. Oh, and he beat the caliphate back in Syria. I think he's got a good story to tell. And he did all of this without any help. Pretty much from anybody, let's be blunt, tax cuts a little bit from Republicans, but he did all the heavy lifting pretty much himself. And the American people are going to see and hear that side of the story. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And let me just let me make this observation. I think we've moved into a world now, now that you can hold an impeachment inquiry without ever having an author authorization of a real inquiry. And of course, you do it in the Intelligence Committee so you can keep you can say you can't let stuff out for national security reasons. That now that we're at this point, probably as we go down the road long after we're gone, uh, you will see other presidents elected. And if the other party has the House, they will find a way to impeach that president as well. I think we're in a whole new world now. So while I prefer that there not be impeachment, what I am saying is I think the president wins, gets reelected either way, because I think the nominee of the Democratic Party will be such a stark difference. We've talked about it before. It'll be a Nixon, the governed type separation. I think at that point, the president wins. But in the end, the thing he doesn't need is for this to drag out into January. I don't think the Democrats want that, though. They've been trying to do this expeditiously. Um, Let me throw two other polls at both of you. And I would agree. I mean, I think the American people will get disgusted if the Democrats drag it out that long. And I think they know that. I actually think instinctively Nancy Pelosi knows this is a loser. And now that Schiff is as compromised as he is and proven a liar, I think they got even bigger problems and doing it behind closed doors. That's a bigger problem. And not having anything fundamentally that the president even did wrong is a problem. Uh, We have the Terrence group. They conducted a survey of uh, centrist Republicans and they found uh, an 11 point intensity gap in favor of Republicans. Now, what was interesting in 2010, which was a big year for Republicans, they had a nine point advantage on intensity in 2014, seven point advantage on intensity, meaning voters were more intense about voting. In other words, enthusiasm. And now this is an 11 point advantage. And according to the pollster, I've never seen a double digit advantage in terms of the intensity to vote. And one other quick poll I'll throw into the mix here is a Quinnipiac poll where 47 percent of registered voters say the Democratic Party has gone way too far left. Uh, I think intensity matters. And we see that at these Trump rallies. John McLaughlin. 
Yeah, that's why we won in 2016. That's why you and I were saying he was going to win when everybody else said Hillary had an electoral lock. And now it, the backlash is coming because in the same poll that I mentioned to you before, the president retweeted this number that we put out yesterday where we said, agree or disagree, impeaching President Trump is a waste of time and tax dollars. And the Democrats ought to focus on working Republicans to solve, working with Republicans to solve the nation's problems. 59 to 33, all voters agreed. The country is sick of this. It's tired of this. And I agree with Matt. They ought to get it over. But the way to get it over is your friend, Senator Lindsey Graham's got that resolution out there. Mitch McConnell, the Senate leader, ought to say, without a vote by the House for due process and precedent, we are killing this impeachment today. Well, I think they pretty much are saying that they're pretty much saying that. And I think what it's going to do is force the Democrats hand. Now they're going to have to have that vote or these senators, they'll they'll get the 50 that they need to go on record saying, that we're going to kill this. Don't even waste your time sending it over here because right. this, the this has never been done this way. Applied. All right. Yep. So let's so, so at that point, that either forces the House Democrats to take the vote, the roll, call the roll. And I and from what I hear, you've got at least 30 Democrats that want no part of this because they know that their political futures are hanging in the balance if they vote for this. Absolutely. Because you're right. Because people like and then it would go to judiciary and somebody like a friend of Matt's and ours like Doug Collins would actually stand up and expose what a fraud this is right now. And and, and the Republicans on that committee would kill it. Matt? And, and Sean, I want to speak to this intensity because that's, you know, each time we talk about this, I say that elections really aren't about how people poll as much as who turns out on election day. And I am convinced of one thing. There is a silent group of people who support President Trump. They don't show up in polls. They didn't show up any other time except at the ballot box uh, in in the 2016. And I think that's going to be a bigger number this time. That's why I say I believe the president will be reelected regardless. But I do think right now, I have to be honest, I think he's taking on a little bit of difficulty because you just can't take on this much. Everything's a bombshell. Have you noticed now every news story is a bombshell? Well, I will tell you, but the the news we got yesterday about the Justice Department investigating the origins that this is now a criminal matter. That's that's huge. That's a real bombshell. That's a real bombshell. (laughs) The FISA coming out unredacted is huge. And I think the fact that Lindsay got 46 guys uh, in a day is huge. Stay right there. Matt Towery and John McLaughlin, our pollsters, 800-941-SEAN. Toll free uh, telephone number you want to be a part of. All right. Final minute with uh, John McLaughlin and Matt Towery. All right. Quick 30 seconds each. Poll Two-thirds of Americans, nearly 70%, think we're on the way to a civil war. How do you interpret that in 30 seconds, John McLaughlin? Total partisan. uh, The the parties are at opposite ends. I don't think people are headed for a civil war as much as that they're so polarized that they want Washington to get together. They're tired of Washington. They want them to start solving the average person's problems. And, And impeachment is not on their list. Their list is they care about they care about the economy, they care about jobs, they care about health care. They want the Congress to start getting uh, together and solving problems for people's lives. And Matt, I, I think they are shell shocked from from fake bombshells in all in all seriousness. I mean, they've just had so much of it. I can believe they probably think they're on the verge of it, but they're not. And this country will be fine, just as it always has been. All right. Thank you both. Matt Towery, John McLaughlin, 800-941-SEAN, toll free telephone number. News Roundup will go over the week's events, our top big three stories. Now it's getting real. Yep. The Department of Justice now has opened a criminal investigation into the origins of the 
Russia investigation, Operation Crossfire Hurricane. A lot of scared people there tonight uh, in that group today. Uh, Also, more on Graham's resolution. And we'll have much, much more top of the hour coming up. Sean Hannity Show. Coming up next, our final news roundup and information overload hour. If the Senate had tried to interfere with the House impeachment process back in the 90s under Clinton, how would you have reacted? I think if we were doing this, you'd be beating the out of us. I think if a Republican were doing to a Democrat what we're doing, you would be all over me. And I think it says a lot about people in your business, with all due respect. I am confident that if we had an intel committee inquiry revolving, involving a Democratic president where we selectively leak stuff, you'd be calling us every kind of bad name and we would deserve it. So what I am saying is there's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it. And this is a dangerous way to do it. What's going on is a runaround the impeachment process, creating a secret proceeding behind closed doors that fundamentally is, in my view, denies due process. And when you're talking about removing the president of the United States, seems to me you'd want to have a process that is consistent with who we are as Americans. If you can drive down a president's poll numbers by having proceedings where you selectively leak information, where the president, uh, who's the subject of all of this, is pretty much shut out. God help future presidents. God help future presidents. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you something. If you know, and this, I'm going to bring Danielle McLaughlin and and our good friend Jonathan Gillum in here in a second. Now, Lindsey Graham is pointing out the obvious: the fact that he got 46 senators. I think he might have gotten 47. I think Johnny Isaacson might have signed in from Georgia, but a resolution. And getting all these senators to jump right on board because they're watching what is going on with a conflicted, corrupt, coward, Adam Schiff, who's a fact witness in the case and a witch hunt going on. And all of them have read the transcript and then all of the nonsense with the contact with the whistleblower, with the office, with Joe Biden and then the Schiff office. I mean, this is a scam. This has never happened. All of the due process considerations That were given and granted to Bill Clinton have been denied Donald Trump. Donald Trump, they didn't have a House vote authorizing this so-called impeachment inquiry. Well, I hate to tell you, but that would render their so-called inquiry as constitutionally invalid. They violated every due process right and separation of powers for with the president by doing this. You know, the, the full House is not involved in any steps as it relates to the inquiry or the scope of the inquiry or what the defined scope is in this particular case. There's no rules. There's no procedures. You know, they're not like Bill Clinton. Newt Gingrich made sure that in Bill Clinton's case that the ranking member and the chair both had co-equal subpoena power with Newt Gingrich. Well, he also made it a requirement that all subpoenas be subject to the full vote of the committee at the request of the chair or the ranking member. In other words, rights were given to both sides. It was taken seriously. And by the way, the president's counsel was allowed to attend all hearings and depositions. A lot of this is all going on behind closed doors in smoke filled rooms and even Republicans on the committee. They can't even get copies of the transcripts. Which, by the the reason I hear is because the interviews are a disaster for the coward Schiff and the liar that he is. 
Anyway, Newt Gingrich allowed Clinton's counsel the right to present evidence. He allowed Clinton's counsel the right to object to evidence if it's admitted. He gave Clinton's counsel the right to cross-examine witnesses, gave Clinton's counsel the right to recommend a witness list. None of this has happened. And so Lindsey Graham took it upon himself, now has 46 senators signing on to this resolution, expressing the sense that this, of the Senate that the House of Representatives, consistent with longstanding practice and precedence prior to proceeding any further in this so-called inquiry of impeachment with Donald Trump, that they vote to open a formal impeachment inquiry, as was done with Nixon, as was done with Clinton, with fundamental constitutional protections. And it goes on to say, whereas one of the cornerstones of American constitutional uh, of the American Constitution is due process, the right to confront your accuser, call witnesses on your behalf, Challenge the accusations against you. And the House of Representatives is abandoning more than a century's worth of precedent tradition in impeachment proceedings, denying the president of the United States his basic fairness and due process rights that are afforded to every American. You look at our country's history, the House has on three occasions moved to formally investigate whether sufficient grounds exist to impeach a president. It's a pretty big deal. And they won't allow any of these considerations that were allowed in the past. Anyway, Danielle McLaughlin, she fancies herself a constitutional attorney. And Jonathan Gillum, former FBI agent, federal air marshal, author of the book Sheep No More. Would you sign this resolution, Danielle McLaughlin, to give Donald Trump the same rights that were given by Newt Gingrich and Republicans to Bill Clinton? The same rights that were granted to Richard Nixon? Hey, Sean. Hey, Jonathan. I have no problem with the, the House declaring an impeachment inquiry open. There's no reason in the Constitution to do that, but I think it makes sense for House Democrats to put their money where their mouth is. I will say that what they are conducting are depositions which are typically conducted behind closed doors, and just like uh, when you are impaneling a grand jury, a defendant does have has no right to have. Excuse me, that is not what has prison. happened in the cases we just referred to. I just I just laid out for right, you every consideration right, was that was given to Bill Clinton, and and but they didn't go forward in the Richard Nixon case. They didn't right. get to that point, but all of those considerations were given to Bill Clinton. Well, you've got to remember, too, I'm sure many re uh, listeners will remember that we already had the Star report that had recommended impeachment and articles of impeachment prior to the House making well, the, any determination. The Star report identified 11, 11 separate right. felonies th that Ken Starr believed were committed by Bill Clinton. And by the way, he did lose his law license and he did pay out a big sum of money to Paula Jones. Uh, and we know that he lied through his teeth and Democrats rallied behind him. Uh, Jonathan Gillum. Well, I, you know, I see several different issues with what's happening right now. I mean, first and foremost, I've always said all along, there's we have no need for special prosecutors. The, the way that this unfolds typically amounts to nothing or every time it, it really amounts to nothing. Even impeachment amounts to very little. But when we look at what's going on right now, and I, I would hope, and I think Danielle might agree with me on this one, when we look at the nonsense that's been going on over the past three years with this president uh, and all the accusations that are unfounded, that end up being nothing, 
we should have a complete stoppage of all these things that are going on, the impeachment process, all these other things. And we need to have the FBI, and I'm not talking about the executives in the FBI, I'm talking about regular agents, investigate all of this stuff. Because what we're seeing is people that were involved in this whole criminality of the Russian Russia investigation are now involved in trying to impeach the president. They just literally shifted with no results to what they did themselves. It was criminally. And they shifted now into this impeachment process without giving him what we are built upon, which is the presumption of innocence. I mean, they don't really even have a case, but the, the way our system works is not to assume that people are guilty of something. They have to prove that you're guilty. They have to prove that there's evidence that you have guilt, and there's none of that going on. They just instantly have stuff behind closed doors. They're trying to get rid of our president, and it's all going behind closed doors with people that are criminals. There ha- it has to stop. Danielle? The only, I couldn't, I don't know if I, there's anyone I know who believes more in the Constitution and the rights and due process that this president or any American should have. If this goes to a trial in the Senate, then there will be representation by counsel. The president will be able to face that. that that's a, that's a nice dodge. And a, that's not the point. The uh, no, 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 no. Danielle, let's, let's argue apples and apples, not apples, oranges and grapefruits here. The, per, the question here is past precedent, fundamental rights that were given Bill Clinton, Richard Nixon. And this is how the process has been done. You have a guy that is a fact witness in the case, and that would be Adam Schiff, uh, the guy that lied for two and a half years. Well, we've got all the evidence about Trump-Russia collusion, nothing. Four separate investigations culminating in a Mueller report with nothing. So you got this guy that is involved in the case, having lied about his office in contact with the so-called whistleblower that got this started. Whistleblower never really was a whistleblower because it was all hearsay whistleblowing. And number two, this is a guy that's doing it behind closed doors for the because they're getting slaughtered behind closed doors. None of the witnesses that come up, none of them have backed up their theory or their wish or their dream about quid pro quos with Donald Trump and Ukraine. Nor do we need it because we've got the actual transcript of the call. Yeah, if they're not getting anything from their witnesses, that's fine. You know, I don't care what happens. I just want the truth to come out. But the idea that these depositions should somehow be conducted in public, which goes against every, you know, every, every standard that, that within the within the practice of law, you don't conduct depositions in public. You conduct them in private. You lock down testimony. And if those people are going to go there and lie under oath in a public trial, then you impeachment on that lie. You impeach them on that but lie. This, you you undermine their credibility on a lie. This isn't law. This is a political process. Even impeachment is is not a criminal uh, uh, case. It is a pol- this is political, and I don't cannot agree. trust. We cannot trust these people behind closed doors. They're going to do the exact same thing that the these FBI agents that were a part of this cabal did to General Flynn when they changed the 302s with, and that do not reflect their notes that they took. And that is a major problem. That actually got General Flynn... Uh, charged with lying to the FBI. And in this case, we're looking at the possibility of an indictment of a president that could possibly 
probably won't, but could possibly lead to him leaving office. All of these things are being done by the same people, and they're using the same tactics. Let's do this behind closed doors. It doesn't matter what they say behind closed doors. We will say to the public exactly what we want the public to see. And then when it gets into the echo chamber of the media, whoever they're going after is done. Look, these are they are collecting you know sworn testimony, and that will be then. They, they, all of these witnesses are going to have to go to a trial in the Senate, get on a stand, swear an oath that they are telling the truth. And the president's lawyers will get to undermine them, cross-examine them, do all of the things that any of us have rights to under law. I agree, this is a totally political process, but the nuts and bolts of what is happening right now are pretty normal as it relates to having a deposition uh, in private and not normal. having it in public. Well, none I would agree none of this is normal. <laughs> no, it, I mean, it, believe it's me, it doesn't make me happy. This would be the same as if in New York City, when Rudy Giuliani, Rudy Giuliani was in charge uh, of this city and they were going after the, the mob, this would be the exact same thing as if we let the mob run the case behind closed doors. This is exactly what it would be like. They, they're not going to convict themselves. They're just going to convict the people that are their opponents. And that's what's happening here. They're just trying. This is all political. It's all us. But it's not political in the way of what their actions are, are criminal. I truly believe they're criminal. Well, we know that we have um, Attorney General Barr investigating the investigators on the on the Russian issue and whether there was wrongdoing by people in the Obama administration. And that's fine and that's good. So the idea that somehow Democrats just investigating Republicans is not the case. And we will see what happens when the U.S. Attorney for Connecticut, you know, makes his findings. He's been given full power by Bill Barr to look into what happened. And I welcome it. And uh, Jonathan, you know me well enough to know that I'm not going to defend people who are indefensible and I don't care what politics they are. You know, we need to look at all these things that are happening uh, in this political process the, the same way that we would look at uh, if we were being um, accused of a crime or accused of something that could get us removed from our job or put in jail. And we need to look at this in the same light and it needs to be handled in the same light. And I just think that these this special treatment of politicians and the things that they're allowed to do should stop because there's nothing in the Constitution that protects them the way that they have set it up to be protected. And I think that in and of itself is what's allowing this to happen. Danielle, last word. Look, I uh, I don't like what's happening any more than anybody else. I do think that what Schiff and the others are doing is appropriate, considering they're doing the same thing that Ken Starr did back in the 90s. But the president will have a chance to confront his, his accusers, and that is the way this should go, and it's the appropriate way to handle this. All right. Thank you both for being with us. 800-941-SEAN. I got to be honest. I mean, I spend way too much time indoors. I go from the house. I go to the car. I go from the car into the work, into the work, <laughs> you know. I got to I got to hear some birds sing. Get back to normal. Now, you know, that's I guess Linda's getting to be back to normal, except for her voice, because you uh, now have your hustler lawnmower and you're out there every weekend. Listen, driving I, your had, hustler. I had so much fun seeing those guys again in California. More than great. I They're love the those nicest guys. guys. And three generations since 1964. Hustlerturf.com. They're great. But I am making that video this weekend of me on my hustler. So get are you ready. really going to put on like makeup? You said, well, I got to get made up to do this. I am the most person in the world. Yes. You're going to put on makeup to cut the lawn. Listen, I don't leave my house without my face made. Okay, I'm old school. I don't leave my house with my face made.
First of all, you wear more makeup than most men, so you you might want to be careful. I it's see only you on for TV an, it's every only, night. It's only, it's only for an hour a day. Yeah, but you don't wash it off. By the way, it's I can so tell weird. you what, let me, for people that have ever seen a dead body and you get stuck, I don't know Oh, why. this is taking a nice turn. There <laughs> well, we go. Happy Friday. Uh, well, when you go to a wake, and I this happened to me and it traumatized me as a kid, and you see the dead body in a coffin, I mean, it's all caked on makeup. That's pretty much what TV makeup okay, looks like. Okay, are you ready? Because I'm about to top that story. All right, go ahead. Get ready. I'm ready. Buckle up. Buckle up. Okay. My dad was a funeral embalmer. Oh, my God. He did that for a living, and he used to bring the bodies home on lunch break. I have wow. seen a lot of dead bodies. And trust me, they need makeup. So don't be This explains out. a lot. It explains <laughs> a lot about you. It really does. It really... Now, now it all fits. It finally has come into focus. Who'd you bring home for lunch, Dad? Yeah. <laughs> I've got yeah. a guest for dinner, dear. And by the way, prop him up, Bernie. Let's see if we can get a little like, light uh, out weekend of Bernie's. Best you know what movie the strangest ever? things? You read these stories every once in a while. How like a spouse is so in love with their their the person they're married to or whatever that they just keep the body around. Like yeah, in I the, can New York see, apartment. I've never heard that. Where, where have you heard that? No. Uh, yeah. It's really gross. Ethan, looks up, look one of those up. I'm telling you, it's happening. Who is so happy in marriage after 50 years they're doing that? I'm sorry. Like they don't, wanna, they don't want to let go of the person. That's and then really like weird. two years later, you know, the stench gets so bad or something happens and they find out like, uh, this person's dead. Oh, yeah, I know. I just didn't want to say goodbye yet. <laughs> Wow. The stench, I think, is supposed to be, I mean, horific. I wouldn't know. I'm really curious about how callers are going to react to the segment. All right, 800-941-SEAN, toll-free telephone number. You want to be a part of the program. All right, it's Friday. Some of the audio we put together and just run out of time with during the week. We want to play as we do every Friday at this time. Then your call's coming up. What is your recourse and what could you do, you personally as a senator and Democrats in general, if Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell doesn't go for, doesn't do a full trial in the Senate, but tries to rush this through either in a few hours or just rejects it out of hand? Well, first of all, Jonathan, I've, I've stopped short of saying what my vote will be as a juror because I, re, I respect the process. I respect the Constitution. I don't even know what the articles of impeachment are going to be right now. The only way we can get that testimony uh, accurately is under oath from either members of his staff or from the whistleblower. And he won't bring uh, those witnesses forward. We keep he keeps trotting in career ambassadors who are alarmed at uh, Donald Trump's unconventional approach to foreign policy. Who's surprised at that? And again, Ambassador Taylor uh, today, uh, I found him to be for very forthright. He had very strong opinions about uh, Donald Trump's approach to foreign policy. But again, the mainstream media reporting that he provided evidence of a uh, of a quid pro quo involving military aid is false. I question him directly on that. And under Adam Schiff's rules, I can't tell you what he said, but I can tell you what he didn't say. And neither he or any other witness has provided testimony that the Ukrainians were aware uh, that military aid was being withheld. You can't have a quid pro quo with no quo. Well, I read that testimony uh, that you're talking about, uh, his opening statement, and you know there were some things in there that I think provided greater detail than we had seen before from some other career diplomats. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, again, this was about uh, quid pro quo and whether or not the Ukrainians were aware that military aid was being withheld. And on that most important issue, um, neither this witness or any other witness um, 
has provided any evidence that there was a quid pro quo, or any evidence that the Ukrainians were aware that military aid was being withheld uh, on July 25th. And w unless and until they bring in a witness who is willing to say that there was uh, knowledge by someone that speaks Ukrainian to that fact, a quid pro quo is legally impossible. Understand Benghazi to understand Trump. Right, yeah. because Lindsey Graham isn't just a piece of now. He's Lindsey been that piece of yeah. I said it. I said it. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. He was He's a piece of was lying, <laughs> lying, 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 and raising money off of the death of four Americans. Yeah. So anyway, that's my little speech. Absolutely not the president's job to enforce the anti-corruption laws of another country. I mean, that's absolutely not his job. And that appears to be what he was soliciting in this case, right? He's telling uh, the president of Ukraine to initiate an investigation of American citizens for violating Ukrainian laws. That is just not how we work. If the president was that convinced that the Bidens were involved in some sort of criminal activity, the way to handle that is to make a referral to the Department of Justice, have the Department of Justice review it, and then... If they thought there was something there, they'd ask the FBI to investigate. So I'm, I'm assuming what I, what I just said and what we're hearing is true, that if she thought she was the best position to beat Donald Trump, she'd get in the race. She's not. I would take issue with the Macedonia part. But other than that, I, you know, she ran for president because she thought she would be the best right. president. If she, she still thought that now, if she thought she had the best odds of beating Donald Trump, yep. I think she would think about it long and hard. Yeah, I know so she's not. She, she hasn't foreclosed the possibility. I guess no, that's, she what has I, not. that's what I'm saying. Sue. You were in the room today when those Republicans interrupted your committee's deposition of this uh, Pentagon witness. Uh, set the scene for us. How did this unfold? Well, we were getting ready for the deposition to start. Um, and we had had a Democratic caucus meeting just before that uh, of the intelligence members. We came into the room. Everybody was seated. And just as the witness sat down, you had, of course, you had Democratic members that already seated, Republicans that were seated. There were about 30 of the Republican, 25 or 30 of the Republican members. It looked to me like it was all the guys. There may have been a few women there, but I didn't see them. And there are three entrances in that room, and they all came kind of storming in. Uh, most of them were not members of the committees, I think, of jurisdiction. And quite honestly, it looked like a mob scene. Uh, it looked like a kind of a mob party coming into that room. You, you have to remember, right, we keep talking about how there is a mobster mentality in the White House and now it's moving in um, to the leadership of, of the Republican in, um, in the House. Uh, and you saw that um, with what happened yesterday. Mobsters, gangsters um, are known when there is a court hearing to bring people into the room to line the back, stare down the person who is testifying against their um, their member, their leader, or, or whatever the case might be, to make sure that they understand that if they were to make a statement that we're going to get them in trouble, that they might not survive. And, you know, th that's an intimidation uh, tactic that's known um, worldwide. Right. Uh, and that is the intimidation tactic that they are deploying. Um, and not only was the procedure holded because they barged in and we had to take the people who came to be disposed uh, away for a short period of time. The room had to get resweeped and that took an hour and a half. And for people who were complaining about procedure to disregard procedure, uh, it's just shameful. So much news breaking every single day. Wow. Uh, all right. George, Connecticut. Hey, George, how are you? Glad you called. 
Well, thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to talk to you. Yeah, no, thank there? you for calling. No. Yes, sir. I'm, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, the reason I was calling, uh, yesterday when you were talking with Bill O'Reilly, uh, Bill made the comment that the reason he did not think that Trump would be impeached by the Democrats was because Adam Schiff is open clearly to criminal action. And I'm just wondering, why are the Republicans not pressing criminal charges against him for lying to Congress, saying that he did not have any com- uh, communication with the uh, whistleblower when, in fact, he actually did. He lied. He's compromised. And he's a fact witness. And I, look, Lindsey Graham did the greatest thing yesterday. But I think the next thing he needs to do is call the coward. Call Adam, the liar, Schiff, the coward into his committee. And he has to start answering questions. I think that'd be a great thing to do because he's just making literally making things up and communicating information that is absolutely incorrect. And yet we're supposed to be trusting him. Mm-hmm. You're right. But you can't, can you? You know what? He's tainted. He's corrupt. He is a liar. And I will tell you, this is this this corrupt coward is hurting the country and what he's doing and everything behind closed doors. It's a disgrace. Larry Vegas next. Happy weekend, Larry. Yeah. Thank you for having me on the program. I, I just want to reiterate something um, as mentioned by many of the uh, guest prominent attorneys that have been on your program. Uh, you know, the president has rights and he is allowed due process. What's taking place here in several, several months, we've seen many documents have been presented and it's proven that the president's rights, rights have been violated. Under federal guidelines and policies and procedures that federal employees must follow, such as Pelosi, uh, we could go on and on and on and shift, et cetera. They are violating these rules and regulations and making false accusations against the president of the United States. Therefore, I believe that Jay Sekula, Giuliani, and whoever other attorney he wants to use or whoever the president wants to go to, he should file charges against these people. They've committed gross negligence in their responsibility as government employees. Listen, I, I, I can tell you that. Wait, now it's all unfolding. And I know that this has been very painful for many of you and me, too. I promise you, you know, we've been eating, sleeping, breathing, digging and digging and I'm peeling one layer of an onion after another. We've we've there's been a lot of painstaking work behind the scenes. We're comfortable where we are now that we have Horowitz. We're going to get an unredacted FISA. It has to conclude one thing premeditated fraud committed on the FISA court, denying an individual American his constitutional rights, but even more sinister than that. On top of that, that's bad enough, is they used it as a mechanism to spy on an opposition party candidate for the purpose of impacting an election, then a transition team, and then a president of the United States. And you know what? The people that really are nervous today, trust me, they are absolutely losing it. And I know this for a fact. The guys that are going to be up to their eyeballs and nothing but problems in all of this. Yeah, the Clappers, the Brennans, the Comeys, the Strucks. I can't wait to read these things to find out exactly what they knew and when they knew it. Then I want to find out how high up it goes. Now that we have the Department of Justice and part of the origins of the Russia witch hunt, well, can't have a counterintelligence investigation without a president. That president at the time would be Barack Hussein Obama. So let's see where this goes. Look at what we talked about with, you know, Sidney Powell. It's unbelievable. (laughs) 
All right, that's going to wrap things up today. Uh, I am out tonight. Jason Chaffetz is filling in for me. The big stories continue. Yes, the origins of the Russia probe. Now a criminal investigation. The pending Horowitz report. That is now coming out very soon. And also, Lindsey Graham has 46 senators signing on to his resolution against the unethical, illegitimate, frankly unconstitutional, lacking due process, witch hunt against Donald Trump. That's all happening on Hannity tonight. Uh, Jason Chaffetz filling in for me. Have a great weekend. I'll see you back here on Monday. And I'll see some of you in Nashville debating Carville this weekend.